Okay. He says, next time you think about it, I want to hear you're not going to scare me away. Is there any sexier phrase in the English language than you're not going to scare me off? I don't know. Sometimes oh. it makes me more nervous, though, because I'm like, still shouldn't get comfortable. Because like, if any, if anybody's oh going to scare a, fucking, a partner away, that's a it's going to be me. He thinks. She thinks. They think. I can't scare him away. It's going to be one half of this podcast. Hold my fucking beer. But to be clear, it's both <laughs> yeah. halves of this podcast, but it's going to be at least one of us. <laughs> I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. I almost forgot how to do that. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Sabrina. Wow, it's almost like after how many years you would think you'd remember how to uh, start a record. You'd think, wouldn't ya? <laughs> Except here uh-huh. we are. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, I understand why you broke your rule for this book. Okay. So to be clear, <laughs> this is my third time. Because Mariana and I, one of my TBR co-hosts, yeah. have been on a full Serena Bowen reread for a couple of years. Like, we don't do it consistently or regularly, but sure. we're slowly making our way through all of Serena Bowen again. These are things I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I realized, I knew that we had read a Serena Bowen for the podcast before. Uh-huh. You read but the book I that did... comes after this. No, the, the one, the, the book that comes after that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because this next one is Lauren and Beacon. And that is the one that I have wanted to read since we read Brooklyn Air. I'm going to be dropping all sorts of random shit into here because I have so much knowledge. You have an encyclopedic knowledge. About the... Whoa. Do we know who ends up with Castro? No. Castro has to have a book at some point. He literally says, wait... Who left their dick in a coffee maker in this book? Uh I need his book. (laughs) I can't remember. I need it. Maybe it just hasn't come out yet. Doing a Google because this is a this is an ongoing series. So to be clear, so I've the first time I ever read Serena Bowen was in. Oh, actually, I know exactly when it was because it's when (laughs) I first started tracking all of my reading obsessively, which was in 2020. Mm. Like. Wow, obsessively. I had like I still have a written notebook, but I didn't write down anything in 2023. And I'm going to have to go back and fix that because I like having like I have a disc journal that I keep all of my 
stuff in. Mm -hmm. And I will go back and rewrite all 380 something of those names at some point. This is not relatable content to me. Boy. (laughs) Well, so like I've been obsessively tracking my reading since the beginning of 2020. So at the end of 2029, what I'd really like to do is get those really nicely bound And that will be my reading history of the 2020s. And then I'm going to do it again. Like each decade, I'm going to have like, and God, it's going to be so fucking thick, Mel. It's going to be so thick. Yeah. But anyway, I read Serena Bowen like I do everything else. I started with her university series. Can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but she wrote Mm -hmm. it with L. Kennedy. And that comes up. That comes up, too, in this book. (gasps) Is that why he's always calling everybody college boy? Yes. And also in another way, don't worry. I have, oh, this is why I'm such a completionist reader. Because, like, you would never, ever catch any of this shit. No, you're right. You're right. If you hadn't read, and people are like, well, you don't have to read the series that this is spun off of or that came before this. And I'm like, bitch, yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you start from the beginning. So anyway. That was in 2020, and I did read literally every single Serena Bowen book that was out at that time, except wow. for her. There was one series that I DNF'd. It's like Define Gravity or something, or like Dare, something like that. I'm so sorry, Serena Bowen. I lo- literally love everything. <laughs> it just lo- wasn't for every- Serena. Sabrina. I- Who's Serena? <laughs> Guess, did you notice that Serena Bowen and I have the same initials? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God, you do. <laughs> wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Can we talk about my brain just for a moment? Brief tangent. Mm-hmm. I We've been talking about Serena Bowen. Mm-hmm. I then accidentally called you Serena instead of Sabrina, and then I asked the world, who is Serena? Melody. <laughs> What's the matter? I didn't even with me? I didn't even catch you ask that. That's beautiful. Oh my god. Okay, carry on. So the okay, so Castro does get a book. It's Overnight Sensation. The reason I did not remember is I've only read it the one time. Just the once. Yeah. And it was yeah. It was in my fever dream of reading. Have we met his heroine? Not yet. Or hero? i I think it's a heroine. He's always talking about it's a puck bunnies. Okay. Yeah. It's a heroine. And we have by the way, his name's Jason. We have not met her (laughs) but his book is the one right after brooklyn air Mm -hmm. well because rebecca is such a close friend with with castro Mm -hmm. they're so cute Mm -hmm. together and nate hates it when he doesn't know it's just friend stuff i remember his book was very cute but actually my my reread says who left their dick in a coffee maker this is true (laughs) well so brooklyn air is actually the where I stopped in the reread. So like Brooklyn Air forward, I remember really well, including mm. the university series, because I read like t- a, probably 20, almost 30 books by Serena Bowen Holy and shit. company mm-hmm. in the over the course of like 24 days. Incredible. Wow. And because of that, I remember like some stuff, I remember really loving them. Like, there, yeah. I mean, there's problematic stuff, but like, I'm just going to whimsy past it. It's a hockey series. It's going to... You know, yeah, but like there's some there's some stuff in that um, university series that like it's valid, but I'm just going to whimsy past it for this conversation Fair. And boy, the reread is going much slower because Mm -hmm. Mariana and I are reading together, but she and I also read other things. She also stuff. Yeah, Mariana, this is a call out live public podcast. She did, in fact, skip ahead to True North, which was very farther much farther in our list for the reread. Mariana, I support you. 
Yeah, I figured you would, which is why I was okay with doing a public call out. I've already given her hell about it. I told her that I'd catch up with her, but I just haven't been in a contemporary mood for... That's fair. Like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like contemporary alien. That that's doesn't count. That's sort of where I'm at. Yeah, that's sci-fi. If there's an alien or a monster, monster, if there's an alien or a monster, it doesn't count. I know. It's bullshit. Anyway. Wow. This book... So the last time I read it was the end of 2022. So it's been like a year and a half since I read it. Okay. And wow, I forgot. That's very one. That's very unusual so for good. me. Unless it's the Billionaire's Wake Up Call Girl, which I do read like annually for whatever reason. I've never read anything else in that series. I probably never will, but I read hey, that Martin. book like once a year. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about that fucking book. I love it. But... Yeah, so I'm going to be dropping, like, tidbits. I'm going to be going on so many fucking I'm tangents. I'm so here for it. So, Here's like, my just... problem. Do you want to know my mm-hmm. problem right now? I'm I'm in a problem zone. Okay. A, I did already commit to a Theodora Taylor rabbit hole. And so because I of that. I did start. My library. I started the very first nice. in the series. Nice. That we talked. Mm-hmm. But because of that, my library is like, you have to wait until February, bitch. You're done with your hoopla borrows. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I've hit my limit. <laughs> Guess what I signed up for? What? Kobo Plus. Oh, yeah. I've heard that's good. Yeah. It's like $9.99 for, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's unlimited audiobooks. I think it is. But it's like, if they're a part of it, then it's unlimited. That's why I'm reading Theodora Taylor is nice. her books are on Kobo Plus. Because a lot of nice. them aren't at any of my libraries. And I'm distraught. Yeah, yeah I hear that. Okay. Hey, we're about to get into this book, but first, we have some incredible Ooh. people who have joined mm-hmm. our Patreon, and so we would love to tell them, hey, and thanks, and you're rad. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do right now. Hold on. I Let me get it. my spreadsheet up, because I'm organized today, everybody. You better get stoked <laughs> about it. Okay. So, hi. Welcome to the Patreon, Katie L., and Katie B. <laughs> Weasel Hut and yeah. Valentina S. Taters 88 <laughs> and Maya P. Colleen N and Megan R. And finally, Katie TW and Julia V. Thank you my for love. being that's part of the Patreon. Ka- Wait, my love, that's Kate TW. What did I say? Katie. <laughs> I know that you had a million other Katies to say, mm. but Interesting. I figured I Hello, would. Hello, Kate <laughs> T.W. You are, I have named you correctly. Thank you so much for being part of the Patreon. I am so <laughs> delighted by both Weasel Hut and, <laughs> and Taters. Taters 88. <laughs> I love that there's so many Taters. You gotta add the, add the numbers because otherwise. No. <laughs> You're right. It's taken. I'm assuming that's what happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, when I walked into like Netta's to... house last week to be like, hey, we're going to hang out, I literally went, are you making tater tots? She was like, yes, mm-hmm. I am. They're in the air fryer. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you are. <laughs> that's that's what this nose like, knows. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I know my shit. That's right. Which, like, frankly, that tracks. You want to know who else knows her shit? Is it Ariana? It's Ariana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's Ariana pretty fabulous. So I'm very curious. Shit. 
What's your overall feelings about book? Love book. Okay, cool. Big fan of book. Listened to it twice since yesterday. Mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> <laughs> what? I did a lot of yard work today, which is also why I'm in an incredible mood. Tons of yard work. I felt so good. I got my hands in the dark. I cut some trees down. I did a bunch of shit that was incredible today. Lots of shovel work. Lots of, you know, clutching my my butt to make sure I don't hurt my back kind of situations. Ooh, it felt good. And while I did that, I listened to this hot and spicy and fantastic book. So here we and are. action-packed. Action-packed. Holy but shit. But, like, how long is the audiobook? Nine hours and, and 50 minutes, I think. Oh, my God. Mel. Yes, what? ma'am. That's almost 20 hours. Well, not if you're listening at 1.5 or 2. Oh, oh, that's how you fucking do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. No fucking wonder. I have been pondering how you fucking managed to listen. Like, when you were reading... Iron Flame and you were like yeah it's like a 28 hour audiobook and I listened yeah. to it in two days I was like what the actual fuck <laughs> well okay so a lot this of times this makes more sense though because yeah. I can't do that so I like I have some form of auditory processing and sure. so like when you speed it up like that I don't listen to my podcast that fast I don't yeah. listen to my audio I can't listen to shit that fast because I just will not so that was it. one of my biggest challenges and like one of the things I got in my head about the most when I was recording Toxic Desire. That's one of the reasons the book took so long to come out because I listen. I mean, I know a lot of people listen at 1.5 or 2, but because of that, I was reading a lot faster than I guess is recommended. You know what I mean? Like than industry standard. And so I kept mm-hmm. on getting in my head about it and being like, no, you, you have to slow down and be an audiobook narrator. And then I finally figured out that, like, I was going too hard in that direction. So, like, mm-hmm. I should just be natural. Gotta like, it was a happy whole medium. thing that I did. Yeah. But one of the biggest reasons is because it doesn't take anything away from me. Usually, depends on the reader, doesn't take anything away from me to speed it up. However, I will say that now that I'm listening to audiobooks more as, like, research, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, training, You, you put them on, like, normal. Or at least the first read-through... They'll be on one. And then if I'm listening subsequent times, that's when I speed them up. Okay. That I could I think I might be able to handle something like that. But like yeah. the idea Oh my God. I just wow. I would if I listened to an audiobook, because I did have the thought when I was concussed, yeah. I couldn't read. And so I was listening to audiobooks and mm-hmm. like cleaning my house and things like that. Mm-hmm. And wow. I forgot how much I enjoy an audiobook because I can like be up and about and doing things. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But also like I can tear up my like, whole yard. Cause I started his pretend baby on audio for that reason. And mm-hmm. then when I w- was trying to take notes while listening, it just didn't work. So I re I read it. It's tough. Like, yeah. So I went back to an audiobook that was whatever, because I knew we were gonna be recording in a couple of days. And so like I just went back and read it the day before we recorded or something well, see, like that. And that's why I, I normally listen to books for the podcast multiple times, even mm-hmm. if like I don't especially enjoy them because it is really hard to like stop and take my gloves off or whatever I need to do to like make a note about what take happened in chapter 15. And so I'm more like, you know, my brain for some reason will pick up and just stick with plot usually. 
if I encounter it more than once. Yeah. I, <laughs> At least in the short term. I cannot it's tell a... you what happened in Brooklyn Air other than a concussion and pool floaty fart sounds. I mean. <laughs> and that was a bit that happened from the podcast about the book. So I guess they probably had pool sex at some point. I also remember an AI in the house. I also remember that I didn't like his decor. Okay, maybe I remember more about the book <laughs> than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm like, there's a couple. Well, so like it definitely brings back thoughts. So I actually ended up hitting up Mariana because for the life of me, I couldn't remember the actual like main conflict in the first book in this series. And yes. so I messaged her also like, Bless her, because I didn't even say what the name of the book was. I don't yeah. know how she knew I was talking about Hard Hitter. Maybe I mentioned it at some point that you okay. and I were going to be doing it. But I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. how did, like, I realized after the fact, because she came right back, like. <gasps> now that I think about it, we should have had Marianne on for this one. I didn't even think about it before. Shoot. Oh, well, next time we do a Serena Bowen, we'll have Marianne on. And she'll do it with us. I didn't, e- I didn't even think about it either. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, we pause. just get in the groove. Do we want to see if she wants to come on right now? No, because she's not prepared. <laughs> she hasn't read the book again. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we start out in this book and we learn one thing name? very quickly. Patrick yeah. O'Doul hates yoga because he's bad at it. Yeah, but he does it because he hates massage more. And so well, he also has no choice. Like you've read Brooklyn Air. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows like Nate's not going to accept you saying no to yoga because you think it's some pansy ass bullshit. Right. Right. Yeah. Nate Kattenberger is not going to do it. Also, before I remembered what Nate's name was, before it was told to me and they talked about picking up their cat phones, I just imagined like a pink silicone phone case that had like little ears on it and i was imagining no. this like giant enforcer hockey player carrying it around and no. so because of that i read that's what i thought the whole book the whole book mm-hmm. it was incredible it was uh, highly recommend well, so he also has decided that he doesn't mind yoga though because the uh, hottie mccottie at the front of the stuff. room uh-huh. hot stuff is up there and listening to her instructions because this is also when we learn about the dread that he feels <sighs> about getting on the ice like oof yeah because he's the enforcer for the brooklyn bruisers which means that although he's not like a true enforcer in that he has no other skills like he's a really good defensive person he makes shots like more than a lot of other enforcers <laughs> Yeah, he's NHL. good at the puck ball. He's mm-hmm. doing puck stuff all over the place. And yep. it's at, a, at an elite status, I've heard. And so mm-hmm. he, but he's the one who like throws off his gloves and beats the fuck out of whoever needs to be beaten the fuck out of because hockey, question mark. Mm-hmm. I still don't really understand the fighting culture in hockey, but I also don't know that I ever will. So I don't, I don't I'm either. not going to spend I'm time on it. I'm a pacifist, so I'm, I know for a fact that I'm just never going to get it. Yeah. I like that a lot of hockey is moving away from that, though, because Mm -hmm. traumatic brain injuries are real. Well, Nate, that comes up later in the book because Nate's like, I need you to stop fighting. I need you to be healthy. Mm -hmm. We need you healthy more than anything else, Nate says. Thank goodness. mm -hmm. Yeah. So he she does then ambush him, though, when he's struggling in child's pose. And she's like, hey, so uh, you're making me look bad by skipping all of your massage therapy appointments, which Mm -hmm. like... What the fuck, dude? But also, I... like, can you can you fix this? Do you know how much I would fucking kill? I know we talked about this at the watch party, but do you know how much I would fucking kill 
to be able to just go get a massage five days out of the week? Uh, I mean, yes, I do, because I'm wondering if it pales in comparison to how much I would kill <laughs> to uh-huh. have that. Like, I, <sighs> Literally, Monday, I'm calling my local spa. Yeah, just to get to prices. See, yeah, how much a massage is, because mm-hmm. I've decided that, you know what, I deserve that. I'm turning 30. I'm allowed, I'm, I should be able to get a massage one of my favorite things to do. regularly if I want one. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do in my younger days before kids was um, I signed up to be a secret shopper specifically for massage envies. And so, like, if the call would go out, <laughs> I would be like, I can leave right now on a Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> I will go secret shop that, that massage envy that's 30 minutes away. <laughs> life hack. That's the best life hack I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I would drive a lot farther than 30 minutes for a free massage. I mean, I did also. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I can't just like drop fucking everything, I can't really do it anymore and it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I, that, even, I used to do I can't shit think like of a that single, to get massages. I can't, I can't think of a single place that would be within driving distance for me <laughs> that I could do secret shopping at for I know. massages. I know. And now I'm distraught. I'm going to move so that I can do that. Yeah, right. Bye. Sell my house. <laughs> This book was a really interesting reading experience for me because I have not gotten a massage since before pandemic, Mm -hmm. partially because of my pregnancy, partially because of like, you know, saving money here so I can spend it there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, pandemic and all the bullshit. Right. Because listener, these descriptions are so vivid and lush. Oh, yeah. It's almost a tactile experience reading these descriptions of massage and yoga. I found out in my yard when she would be like, all right, mm-hmm. let's take a deep breath in. And like when she she led a yoga thing for a minute, like I dropped yeah. my shovel and I just did it real quick. <laughs> it was so, so I <laughs> used to regularly do yoga and this yeah. made me go, I think I'm going to start doing that again. Yeah, right. Like it's just so nice so, because what I used to do probably I stopped doing it maybe I couldn't even tell you, but it was in my last place that I lived every day when I got home from work, I would before I did anything else, Mm -hmm. I would go do yoga for like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. And it was just such a nice transition from work brain to home brain. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I think I'm going to start doing that again because like. It's also a really good way to relax before bed too, like doing a restorative Mm -hmm. Like a quick mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah, because people who do yoga in the morning, I don't understand. I'm already struggling to stay <laughs> awake, and yoga makes me so fucking relaxed. I would mm. fucking lay back at the very end of it, and I can't think of the name of it because it's been so long since I've done yoga, but, like, I would lay back and Javasana? just, like... Yeah. I'd lay back in that, and then I'd be... I'd miss work because I would just yeah. fall asleep on that yoga I hear mat. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so sorry. So he's in a yoga session with the rest of the team and the owner and, like, the management um, team mm-hmm. and everything... And the reason that Sabrina brought up the dread earlier, the dread about him going on the ice, is because he enjoys yoga and these sessions in particular because it's one way to distract his brain away from, like, the dread and wanting to, like, over prep for whatever Mm -hmm. enforcer he's going to face that night. Mm -hmm. So when she comes over, she, like, she verbally corrects his posture because she found that he gets like more tense and weird if he if she touches him to adjust his posture. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, also, you're making me look really bad by not showing up to any of my massage sessions. And like, 
we can get you a different therapist. Like, I, whatever the issue is, we can find a solution. And he's like, no, I'll totally be there. I promise. Boy Scout times now. She's like, okay. Because at one point, he hurt his wrist this season. But now he's got, like, low-grade pain in his hip flexor. Uh-huh. And that is becoming a like a problem because he's 32 at well, this and point. he's overcompensating with his lower back specifically right so i'm not gonna lie so I, there are quite a few things in this book that gave me like flashbacks to roller when i played roller derby yeah because I bet. like well so like one of the um quotes that i have is him thinking while they're in yoga he's like christ the whole world was focused on his weakness uh chronic muscle soreness shouldn't be such a big deal playing Mm. through pain was a right of hockey Mm. and when i did hockey or not when i when you did roller derby yeah i don't need to do i don't need to do hockey i would probably die (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I, would. I love I, I love ice skating, but like I don't need you don't need to put a I don't need puck anybody to try to whack me into a plexiglass wall. Yeah, I, I don't need but that. like it as much as people said that the sport did not encourage like and teams didn't encourage playing through, playing through the pain. That is bullshit. not accurate. No, it's, it's absolutely bullshit. bullshit. It's any fucking contact sport. They mm-hmm. just like they're like, OK, are you healed enough? And it's like no perhaps not like, <laughs> like no absolutely like i'm sh- i have fucking torn up knees because of it. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like you don't want to let your people down and things like that and like boy every time he was talking about stuff like that he's like just got to go out there and over like overcompensate here and do, do it that. i was like oh my god there actually there's a lot of shit in this book that gave me flashbacks like oh i don't well we'll get there at the very end anyway okay. so all right now we switch to ariana's perspective uh-huh. Because she is the team massage therapist and mm-hmm. yoga instructor, which means she also travels with the team quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she has just gotten out of an eight-year relationship. And the reason mm-hmm. that she did is because her boyfriend had been, like, declining for a while as far as, like, how he treated her. Mm-hmm. And at first she thought it was stress, you know, things weren't going his way, blah, blah, blah. It would, it would get back to normal. But finally, especially when she started traveling more with the team, he started being like, where the fuck have you been? You're a slut who's cheating on me and all the business. Mm-hmm. And she finally got so sick of it that one night she was just like, no. And like, if you think that, then like, why are you still with me? And then it got physical and he like pushed her down near, the stairs yeah like he pushed her he pushed stairs. her near the stairs she slipped and then what stopped her fall was her foot getting caught in the balustrade Ooh. of the and stairs so her ankle broke yeah and I, thankfully oof. that was the last straw for her and she was and able she was to extricate outie. herself safely from the relationship mm-hmm. at that point yeah but, and this was six weeks ago at this point yeah and so she moved all his stuff into the basement and she was like, mm-hmm. you don't live here anymore, but you need to get she your shit out. She got the locks changed, and yes. she was like, and she's only talking to him through email. She won't answer his phone call. She's That's like, right. fuck you, dude. That's right. Get your shit. We're done. And her adorable tenant, Maddie, just like mm-hmm. hollers out the window at him all the time. She's like, get the fuck out of here, asshole. <laughs> yeah, she's a flight attendant, and I kind of mm-hmm. want her to be with a bruiser, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. Who knows? Yeah. Not, not that I've ever seen. It's fine. But anyway, so by the way, this is also the first time. So after the game, they win. And turns out this was Leo's friend, 
nope, not yet. We do meet Leo and Trevi, though. Nope, yes. Leo Trevi's the same Leo person. Leo Trevi George, is his George, name. Georgian Leo. They are from the book before this. Yes. And it's actually a second chance romance. They met and fell in love in either, like, they were in high school and fell in love together. And then right before he's going off to college, uh, she, trigger warning, she has a really bad sexual assault. Oh, and then that's they end why? Up, mm-hmm, and they end up breaking she, up yeah, she because... Breaks up with him. Well, not because of that. They stay together past it. But then she's so sick of everybody treating her like a fragile little flower. And she just wants a fresh start when she goes to college. This is like mid-spring when they break up. And he's just, he's trying to take care of her. But she's like, I don't need you to take care of me. I need you to fucking treat me like you've always treated me. Like you, every time you are too sweet to me, it reminds me why. It reminds me that I'm a victim. And I just need need a a new... I need a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And so then they end up getting back together because her dad is the team coach mm-hmm. and she works for the bruisers. And of course, Leo gets signed. Yes. So yeah. that's their whole story. And their whole thing is like, well, I can't be with you because why would you like, oh, no, we work. But now they're getting married. Player. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Now they're getting fine. married. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he goes in for oh, one session. By the way, one more thing. Yes. They went. Th- this is that time. Hartley, his friend who's on the opposite team that lost, yeah. brings them over cookies. He and Callahan are the first book in the university series. Okay. And they meet because they're both um, in wheelchairs. Okay. And so they're in hand, like the handy capable quarters mm-hmm. uh, in one of the buildings. And he, they're across from the hall from each other. So it's a college romance. And it's just Ooh. super cute because, like, it's just so cute. And she has a issue that will never be fixed. Like mm-hmm. it can only maybe get a little better. And then he can recover from his injury. It's a temporary yeah. injury. And so obviously he's playing hockey again. And theirs was just, it was very cute. And it was the whole start to that series. And anyway, just had I, I had a there. feeling we had met her somewhere, but met them somewhere before, but mm-hmm. yeah. I whimsied it. So mm-hmm. he goes in for his first massage session and He's so uncomfortable. And at first, she thought that the reason that he would get more tense when she would correct his postures was because he didn't want to be corrected by a woman. But then when she started thinking about the fact that he also kept on ducking his massage appointments, she's like, "Mm, probably has a lot more to do with just the physical touch. Mm -hmm. And when they were out, when we met this first college book boy, she mm-hmm. put her hand on his um, shoulder just to like to lean down it. and to lean down and like kiss Georgia on the cheek. And he tensed up a bit then. And it's from his perspective. And it's so cute because he's like, he really didn't want his friends touching him. He wanted friends to be like a hand free situation, even when they were incredibly hot. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know. I just really liked it because he. I don't know why I liked it so much. I think probably because she was just any other person to him Mm -hmm. instead of being like, you know, the hot thing. She was the exception from the very get-go. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So anyway, she finally um, chats with him about it in the the session. 
mm-hmm. and she decides to turn half of his session into her not touching him, but instead like leading him through some exercises. Or specifically, that he can do not himself. touching his weakness, because like he yes. finally accepts that he needs a massage, and it turns she turns it into more of like a gym exercise almost, where he's mm-hmm. actually the one working that muscle, and she's doing another thing, and that helps him get out of his head a little bit. Yeah, and then. That goes well, and Zippy Zappy, she is on her way home and sees her ex's car near her townhouse. Oh, my God. Yeah. And at first, so, she's like, yay, I've been asking him to get his shit out of my basement for fucking months. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. And then she finds out the next day when she's leaving, because she does, like, after all of that's done, the next morning before she heads to work, she goes down to figure out what's going on. Turns out he locked, he changed the locks on her, on her own fucking basement. And then set up an office in there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. what in the world is happening right now? So mm-hmm. when they get to their destination for their next away game, he comes in for his massage in like the hotel room she has set up. But when he enters, she's on the phone with the locksmith being like, he doesn't live there anymore. He doesn't have the authority to change the locks. I need you to change them back. Like, it's you. we need to fix this. Well, and now they're causing a problem because they're like, well, is your name on the deed? And she's like, well, no, but like, you literally changed my locks for yeah. me already. And then they she finds out they're the ones who changed the locks for him, too, because he said he still lived there. Uh-huh. What the fuck? But, but she's they like, do end up doing he it. lied. Men do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Odul, of <sighs> course, is like getting changed in the bathroom and like, uh, uh, uh-huh. I don't know what to do about this. But she also, he does decide this time. So the first time they had a massage, he wears his boxer briefs. And this mm-hmm. time he just goes fully nude. Ooh. <laughs> but she's so shaken up after this phone call that she's like a little bit bumbly. And she mm-hmm. drops one of the oil bottles. Mm-hmm. He lunges for it to get it, and he does get the bottle of oil, but he does lose his towel in the process. No. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, no. Like, oh, no. She's seen my and ass she's... before because she's, like, been in the locker room. But this is uh-huh. totally different, and I look so dumb. Like, he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But... So then they do have their massage, and there was a really touching moment where she's she's like so he's explaining why he fights mm-hmm. and it's to protect his people to change mm-hmm. the mood of the game on all of these reasons and then she says but who protects you and he's like i guess i do yeah like i guess me or nobody <laughs> i guess i don't know but then by the end of the massage he is so relaxed that <laughs> um he has a hard on laying down on this massage bed he pops a boner and she's like, okay, you can roll over now. And he's like, or I could leave. Goodbye. Yeah. And then he just like fucks right off. And she has this look of like, like just, I don't know, like she's defeat on her face. Well, yeah, because she like, thinks she's getting somewhere you. with him. Right. He's and like, then, it's super not you. Like, I'll even come to my appointment tomorrow. I won't even be late. Yep. It'll be great. Okay, bye. And it's mm-hmm. very cute. It's so cute. Yeah, and so then there's next game time, and there's this dumb fucking punk kid who wants to fight him instead mm-hmm. of the enforcer, and Odul tries to talk him out of it. Yes, and this is when we find out that Odul, uh, we already know this in theory, but we find out especially that Odul re- just really fucking hates this. Yeah. Like, it is so vivid, because he knows the minute he punched that dumb punk that he broke his jaw. He, he felt could feel the pop it. of his jaw. Uh-huh. And like how fucking 
awful. He feels so responsible for and like so, maiming this kid. He didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And Ari comforts him by bringing him over to give him a little massage in the like a relaxed massage in the over on her table in the uh whatchamacallit? The uh the naked room. An alcove. It's just a an naked alcove. room. No the locker room. Yep, that one. Yeah. And there, <laughs> so I did write down a quote from that. Write down. <laughs> I did highlight a quote from that. You wrote it down with your highlight finger. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I did use my finger for that because I can't voice to text that. No, you can't. Anyway, so the quote is, the fight had hurt two people tonight. There mm. weren't any winners. Maybe one guy had gotten all the visible injuries, but the one on the table was suffering too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, and so then she does give him a foot massage and he does propose to her. Just like Castro does, because that's, uh-huh. the, that's the other thing about Castro is that every time it's, she rubs his feet, he proposes to her. Uh-huh. It's and so he proposes once cute. for each foot. So can I tell you something? Yeah. Notice how I didn't squick out at the thought of a foot massage? I did. Yeah. I have learned mm-hmm. since last May that foot massages aren't horrible because I did let They're a friend changingly good. Give me a foot massage with socks on. I refuse to do it with socks off. Okay, I went and put that's... a brand new, fresh pair of socks on <laughs> before I would even let him touch my feet. But he <laughs> did give me a foot massage, and it was life changingly oh, good. I think is yeah, the so phrase I can't you're looking even, for. I can't even squinge at the no. thought of it. Like it's probably it's possibly one of the only times that I can think about feet and it doesn't blit <sighs> me out, which is this is why I'm terrified. This is why I'm terrified that one day I'm going to wake up with a foot kink. But- I love <laughs> I love a foot <laughs> massage. I love that. It's just you get inured to it. You realize how good it Any is. Any massage. Like, oh my god. Oh. You know how Any I was massage, telling you about yeah. my bachelorette party at the Turkish bathhouse? Mhm. I like get into this zone where I'm like, this is a professional doing professional stuff to me. And so they can do Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. And I just get I'm like, where do you need? Do you need me to oh, like lift my leg up? What do you need me to do Mm -hmm. for you to get this thing done? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like I'm nodding like I know. I honestly don't know that I've ever gotten a professional massage. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite things in the land, in the universe. God, I love Mm. a massage. Okay, and turns so, out I love an exfoliate from a from a Turkish bathhouse too because it's kind of like a massage, mm-hmm. except grittier, you know. Ooh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I almost proposed to the guy giving me the Turkish. I would. I think I would end exfoliate. up proposing to pretty much anybody. Yeah. who gave me a massage. Yeah. It was touch and go there for a minute. I almost had to call off the wedding at my own bachelorette party. The only time I've ever proposed to a partner is when they're giving me a back massage. There you go. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so onwards. Odul is they're back in town and he is having an evening off. And he's so and, mad because the trainer's like, you have to get a massage. And he's like, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to have the night off. And I'm like, this is I don't understand you, sir. <laughs> like, Anyway, he goes and he gets the massage and she's really excited because he's actually relaxing and letting her do her job, but his body's not fighting her anymore. Mm-hmm. So she's stoked about that. And then when he leaves, he's like, I'm going to go get a burger. 
from the place that I'm a regular at. It's going to be incredible. Well, I don't remember exactly what caused it, but he's a little flustered leaving. He's thrown off is what it is because he's so relaxed. That's what it is. He's dazed. He's so relaxed. He's dazed. Yeah. He gets to the bar, gets his Diet Coke, mm-hmm. gets his burger, mm-hmm. and then starts getting text messages. And he realizes, oh, fuck, I accidentally grabbed Ari's phone. He's like, who is Vince? And why is he calling me a slut whore? A stupid cunt? slut. Yeah. Like, I don't need like, that today. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, frankly, I don't think anybody needs that today. <laughs> I think I, I love how immediately he's like, who is Vince and what have what? I done? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And so he starts panicking, calls Becca, and he's like, I need Ari's address right the fuck now. Yeah. And so she gives it to him and he runs over there. And we did not mention this fuck balls earlier in the book, but we did find out earlier in the book that he did oh, yeah. buy drugs uppers one times a club because one of the other some other really nice enforcer could tell that he was done with all of it and gave him some uppers. And it he realized, yes, this does make me invincible on the ice. So he went and bought one time, but then made him feel like a no good shithead. Yeah, he didn't like, to, like he didn't like scuttle around. Yeah, the buying experience. He didn't want to feel like a criminal. Okay, mm-hmm. listener, I don't know if you are savvy enough to have caught on to this, but I absolutely was not. For the first, I don't know, 80% of this book, all he refers to them as is uppers. So I'm like, maybe he got a Vivance. Like maybe, maybe he got. Oh, no. Maybe it's a cocaine. This motherfucker picked up is microdosing meth. Yeah, meth. Mm-hmm. He was taking meth before games. I didn't know meth came in pill form either. Maybe that was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I did not realize he was legitimately taking. Well, I mean, meth. technically, there is legal medication. That is essentially a methamphetamine. Yeah. Yeah. So like I always assumed that it was one of those since it's in pill form. Okay. I never thought it's like he was just taking straight meth. Like You didn't think it was the the blue stuff that Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay. I always assumed that amphetamines? I thought that methamphetamine was like the the level. I'll be honest with you, Mel. I don't know enough about drugs. But this is to my answer problem, your question. Right? Like I don't so, know. So kind of like how we asked you, listener, for thoughts on money laundering. If hey. you feel like giving us crime information hey, and listener. drug information, feel free to email us Are at you even a drug? podcast at gmail.com. We will keep that confidential for you. Just enlighten a bitch, I guess, mm-hmm. is what we're asking for. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently meth comes in pill form and he was buying it. Uh-huh. And he looks at and- Vince, who has a brick in his hand, and he's about to throw another brick through a window of her house. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, fuck, I did buy drugs from that guy. Illegal ones. But that might be meth. Swoon, he is like, fuck it. <laughs> she, he's being mean and scary to Ari. You can't do this. And so he goes after him anyway. Yeah. And then, hot, hottie, hot, hot, from the window above, he like takes Vince's feet out from under him and man he can't on. she yells man on which apparently is a hockey term when you're when you got to warn somebody about a dude coming at you that you don't see coming man on so he turns and around turns and he around. just he ducks just... 
away from a from a younger younger thug man, mm-hmm. and he he whacks him in his Italian face or whatever. Like it does, <laughs> I don't know. And then he's like, "You need to get the fuck out of here. You can't do this to women, especially not Ari. Get out." And then they hear a like a little little police chirp, and they do fuck off at that point. Then he goes in. Yeah. Well, she opens the door and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, are you okay?" And it says that he does something very uncharacteristic, which is that Mm -hmm. he jumps onto her stoop and he just just on instinct listener just from his bones. Embraces her. Takes her into his arms and crushes her against his chest. And he's like, are you okay?" And she's like, Uh yeah, I'm very shaken up, though. (laughs) Yeah. So then he does take care of her, puts plywood over the window because they can't do anything about it right now. And they're flying out to Montreal the next day anyway. And he's like, "Okay, you're coming to stay with me. So she does go with him. And he says, you can't stay here. You're coming to my house. And then he tells us, the reader, listener, that like, that was a weird thing that came out of his mouth. He's never had anybody over his Literally not a person. Ever. Like, Uh even when he he has casual sex, Uh he does not do it in his house. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get to his house and Ari explains her side of the story with Vince because she doesn't know about all of Vince's shady shit in the background. But she just explains that, like, when they got together, it was one way and then it got worse. And then it was it turned into a whole thing and it's just bad and not good. And he's like, do you want something to drink? And she's like, yes. And he's like, OK, I have Diet Coke and scotch. And so they drink scotch together. And she says, I don't drink diet soda. That shit will kill you. And, and he's, he's like, like, well, if scotch right. will do it, too. I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't tell me. And then she goes, Vince didn't ever want me to have scotch because he didn't think it was ladylike. Ladylike. And in her Get mind, fucked. she's like, oh, my God. Every time I talk about Vince, he gets worse and worse. <laughs> worse and worse. How did this yeah. happen to me? And mm-hmm. she's having she's having this like giant internal crisis because she feels like she can't trust herself anymore because oh she God. she turned into, quote unquote, that girl in her mind. She feels like she allowed her abuser to abuse her. And so because of that, her judgment can't be trusted anymore. I will say rereading this now Oof. in 2024 was way easier than okay. rereading it in 2022 because okay. that was not long after i, d- I did like, wonder about that oh boy this was Ooh. because <laughs> sabrina and anybody else mm-hmm. who needs to hear it you can trust your judgment it was yes. not your fault mm-hmm. yeah because like those people are just such master manipulators mm-hmm. like it's not your fault Yes. And you you might need some therapy to come to that conclusion. And for the love of, of God, go please. get therapy. Yeah, take care of but yourself. But like, ooh, boy. But that's yeah, where so she's at right on now. abusive relationships, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, like, in fact, I'm going to request that we put that in, like, episode notes. Because, like. Yeah, remind oof. me. Yeah. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But there was just this, like, super cute moment where he's like, okay, I'll make up that because it's a loft. This is not like it's all one room. It's a studio, it's a studio. loft. It's a but it's fan, like gigormous. it's like the size of a fucking baseball field. Uh huh. Base what? Anyway, um, and that's he's right. like, she says the it's the size you. of Grand Central Station. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And she's like, I really don't want to put you out. And he's like, Nah, been a while since I've been to a pajama party. We can braid Ooh. each other's hair and tell ghost stories. And it was I just so him. cute because he's just making jokes and yeah. like. 
comforting her her ease comfortable yeah and then while he is making that bed for her uh she is standing there acknowledging damn that is a it's a hexy man yeah and like when she was massaging him she's just like you know as a massage therapist i think all bodies are beautiful but some are Mm -hmm. truly more miraculous than other ones (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this is one of those bodies Mm mm-hmm so she's looking at this hot man make up the bed and she's like, I don't know if it's the scotch talking, but it seems like we should be fixing to roll around on that bed together. And then she's like, no, no, mm-hmm. cool your jets, get it together. <laughs> so then they sit down and watch something on TV and Face she ends off. up falling asleep. Yes. Very and important she ends up to falling me. asleep on the couch and he put he picks her up and puts her into bed. Mm-hmm. He tries soup. He tries to wake her up first, though, which I thought was very important. Mm-hmm. And she just like won't move, and he's like, "I would leave her, but there, she's gonna get a crick in her neck." Do you want here? Do you want the quote? Please. He knew he could cover her with a blanket and let it go at that, but her head was angled onto the arm of the sofa in a way that didn't look comfortable <laughs> yeah. enough to last eight hours. Okay, then he'd just have to do a little better for her. Come on, sweetheart, he whispered, <sighs> kneeling in front of her. Time to hit the hay. He patted her hand. Nothing. Nope. Well, all right then. He got up and slipped his hands underneath her back. When he lifted her slightly, a pair of sleepy arms came around to clutch his neck. There you go, he said encouragingly. And he carries her and tucks her in. And And then then she's still like sleeping, fully sleeping, but Mm -hmm. she like laces their fingers together. Mm -hmm. She grabs his hand and he's like, "Uh Mm uh-oh, I I live here now. And he sits on the edge Uh of the bed. Another quote. Yeah. Ari had told him once that when two people touch, they touch with their whole soul, and his mm. her soul was clinging pretty hard to his right now, her long fingers clasping his hand as if her life depended on it. Fuck it. Still holding her hand, Odul stood up again and lifted the covers on his side of the bed. Oh. And then they fall asleep with him holding her hand, and it's very cute. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and the, oh, and while before he had even gotten up, he should, before he had decided to get in bed with her, they're holding mm. hands. And he's like, what would it be like to come home to Ari every night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You closet romantic. I, he is. And he's like, I've never even thought shit like this. I'm a loner. Mm-hmm. I like being yeah. a loner. But there's something about her that like, I don't know, maybe she should stick around for a while. And one of my favorite things about her as a character, mm-hmm. you re- reading the part where she says that um, when you touch, like not just your bodies are touching, but like your souls are touching. When they were in that appointment, that was her way of like validating his feelings and his discomfort, you know, because she was yeah. like, no, I completely understand whether you're clothed or not. You are offering me an incredible amount of trust every single time you get on my table. And I don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just made me, it, uh, I just love yeah. them. Yeah. They're really, they're, they're like, they're so good together. Yeah. So like, they go to ugh. Montreal. They play hockey. They win or lose. Who knows? And uh, I feel like then they come back, right? Well, and this is when we find out part of the reason that Ari stayed with Vince so long. So one of her comments, she's talking to Georgia about it. And one of the comments is that it's like a frog in boiling water, a relationship like that. Which is a myth, but yeah. 
Yeah. But is it? Yeah, it's not. The frog will d- definitely jump out. I feel like my whole life is a lie. I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, mm-hmm. anyway. It's a beautiful metaphor, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, keep yeah, metaphoring yeah. it up. We're just going to keep it. Yeah, whimsy, whimsy. So, <laughs> but turns out the reason she stayed with Vince so long, to, so to give you all some context, they got together when Vince was 31 and she was 21. She was working in his club and she spent the majority of her 20s with him because she's 29 now. Yeah. And she stayed with him so long, even when stuff started not to seem so great, because she really wants a kid and she's feeling like she's aging out of being able to have a child, which like because she knows that you need a couple of like formative years if you want to do it with mm -hmm. a partner or at least that's how she's thinking about it. So she's like, I was hoping you would get his shit together so that I wouldn't get stuck. She got stuck in the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, exactly. Is what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So they get back from wherever the fuck they are, and turns out Vince, she, so she did get those locks changed on that basement, and he sawed a f- through the fucking door. Good God. To get in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then when they get back, Odul does come by to make sure that her house is safe for her because of all of that, and then they have their first kiss. They, so listen, I wish there was a better way to like lead you up to this, but there really wasn't a lead up to it, it was, at all. No. It was one of those like, we're standing in the same room, they check the house over, and then they just like lock eyes and pounce on each other. And then they're smooching. And then, oh my God, I would just like to say, I fucking love it when one of the characters is like, tell, tell me, to, me stop. to stop. And then, like, no response, and then they say it again, and they still don't say it. And then, guess what, friends? Um, it's on TM. It is so on TM. Out of fucking left field. (laughs) Oh my god, they go from zero to pound town right here in front of us, and it is no discussion at all, and it's so good. It's such a fucking good sex scene, and it does one of my favorite things which is where when somebody's going down on the one of the MCs and Mm -hmm. they look up and make eye contact while they're Mm -hmm. doing it and like and in this case he makes eye contact and he says you taste so sweet Uh I'm never gonna get enough of you wow it was good and right before this okay and he keeps on like visually checking in with her like making eye contact mm-hmm. to be like have we gone too far are you still like in it to and win then it she keeps climbing him like a tree yeah. and it's just and i okay i also had this moment where i was like oh my god he's putting the condom on now like they're gonna make out and then he's just gonna shove himself inside her no no he puts the condom on and then that's so when he's he starts prepared. kissing down her body yeah and then he does he fucking he goes, goes down, down on her for on a while her. and then he pierces her <gasps> and, and wait, it's hot wait. but first i'm so sorry right before he yeah. starts like kissing down her body and stuff he whispers in her ear are mm-hmm. you ready because I'm going to give it to you so good. Or like, you're going to get it so good or something Dude, like that. He I is such cannot. a sexy, rugged, fucking hottie McHotterson. Jesus. Like, she is not the only hottie in this relationship. For sure not. No. Mm-mm. So they do bone it down and it's hot. And then they go to, they fall asleep together after he goes to take care of the condom. And it's super cute. And then knock, knock, knock. They wake up to the cops banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. They they do fall asleep holding hands again. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yes, it was yes, just yes. important. That's to very me. important. No, it's very important. Okay. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now the cops mm-hmm. are here. Yeah, and they're here for obvious reasons, and because they have a warrant for. Is it obvious though? Here I was thinking they're here to investigate the fact that he sawed her basement door apart. Yeah, but, but I no. Think that- they're just here to see because they. This was his last known address, and he probs has some contraband hidden somewhere. The Is fuck? that not how? I don't. Come uh-huh. on, police. Maybe well, it was part of the ongoing investigation, or whatever. I think whatever. it's because the basement is attached. You know what I mean? Like it's still it's part of the property. Like I think that they probably overstepped, but <sighs> like it's a whole thing. Odul totally fucking makes it work though because one of the cops is obsessed with him. Yeah. And so he really plays up his relationship with Ari and she's just pissed the whole time. She just suddenly she, she doesn't... he's being like, uh, honey, do we have cream in the refrigerator? <laughs> she's like, hand me my bagel, you fuck. I'm so mad. Well, and at one point, well, like when she, when they first show up the warrant, he, she's like, do I, so I just have to let them in? That's it. And he mm-hmm. looks at her and he says, sweetheart, I know I'm supposed to be the heavy in this relationship, but I've only seen warrants on television (laughs) and it was so cute and so so funny so they finally finish up looking around and all those things and they don't find anything unshockingly and then they go to work and the somebody on the team tries essentially to be like oh duel i think you should not fight tomorrow and let somebody else take it but he's like no because he has it in his head that he's the enforcer and he has all of yeah. this experience. And so he has to do it to keep his people safe. It's multi-layered though, right? Because that's oh, yeah. the first layer. The second uh-huh. layer is I'm the guy who fights. And so if I don't fight, then I'm the guy who, who walks away Used from to a fight? fight. Yeah. And then the third layer is I'm 32 and like hockey players might play till they're like 38 And so he's like, the moment the team Mm -hmm. starts taking responsibilities away and starts making accommodations for you is the beginning of the end. Mm hmm. My God. Mel, (sighs) if you haven't, I am going. So this is on the five star rec list. Oh, anyway. Well, one of the books in the series is which I'm very excited about, but I'm going to recommend. I think it's called Tough Guy. It's an MM hockey. And oh, my God. Is that your favorite MM hockey? Yeah, because heated that your rivalry favorite is in it. Heated rivalry is on the five star rec list as of recently, uh, and I am when I saw elated. that, I over the moon. I screamed. Did you see rainbows? I oh, I was very, <laughs> I was very fucking excited. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was mm, delighted. But tough guy, tough he's guy. the enforcer, and he is a. I think that's the name of the one with the enforcer and he is like, mm. he's huge and he is the enforcer and that like, this is all he does. Like mm-hmm. this is what his job. And like these two books are very reminiscent in a lot of ways when it comes to that. And they're both handled so well. And in that other book, he's like a huge teddy bear. So whenever we do read heated rival, I'm just going to tell you, Mel, hey. you're going to end up reading the whole fucking series. That whole fucking Aww. series is incredible. All right, then we'll do it for Patreon. It'll be great. <gasps> Don't you play with my fucking heart, Mel. Don't you play with my heart. I would never. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So now they have an away game again. Mm -hmm. And when she gets on that plane, she gets called into the manager's office. 
in the plane okay. and Patrick is Wait, there. There yeah. is one thing before this that oh, okay. I thought was really fantastic. Oh, yeah. Because so she's giving him a massage. This is after they've boned down. This is the day after. And yes. she puts professional boundaries in place because he mm-hmm. comes in and starts being flirty. And she is like, I uh, like so she literally says to him, I'm not a prude and I don't think it's all that big of a deal to um, get carried away one night with a friend from work. But this here is my professional space. Yeah, I wouldn't ever touch a client inappropriately. It would violate the trust that you give me when you climb onto my table. And I'm sorry if that sounds really nitpicky, but the distinction matters to me. Mm. And green flag number 99. Yep. He says, sorry, I understand. Maybe I won't tease you anymore. And she says, thank you. And he says, well, then, of course, he's like not here anyway. And then he's like, can I have Pearl Jam at least? I'll be a good boy, which was just very cute. But like, it's just so beautiful. And this is a consistent thing throughout the entire book. Like he accepts her boundaries. Like even if he is not happy about them, it's just so beautiful and consensual. And I just love it so much. And I just Mm -hmm. thought it was really important because like that's her Yeah. But like this whole thing of like her setting the boundary of like, this is my professional. Like I touch bodies for a living. Yes. So like this cannot be. This This isn't a sexy place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. for anyone not th- not this office anyway no oh boy right. sometimes yeah, temporary offices it was, are it was just beautiful and wonderful and another swoony moment is he tells her that she's priceless and he hopes that she knows that and it just made me swoon yes oh uh, yeah because like it- I think one of the reasons that this this part hit me so hard as well is I'm pretty sure, unless I'm making it up, I'm pretty sure like right before he validates her boundary, his eyes go a little soft. And it's just like it's one of those things where like he he sees her and even if the boundary encroaches on his enjoyment of whatever He's like, mm-hmm. no, this is, you are more important than this like impulse that I have right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that by the end of the book, he's like looking at her with levels of devotion that are just stupid. Oh, you, just... This, he looks at her the way that we like we sometimes look at pictures and make the joke like I like somebody looking at food and we're yes. like, wow, I really, I really wish somebody would look at me like that. Uh-huh. He looks at her like that. Yeah, he absolutely. looks at her like she is an untouched container of lactate ice cream or dutch chocolate bluebell that's right and it's beautiful it is okay gorgeous so now yeah okay now they go on an away game oh no no no. wait one more thing yes about boundaries because he walks her home that night to make sure she's okay yes and she has also put the kibosh on sex any more sex because she He's doesn't like, want to really shouldn't do that anymore. Shouldn't do this. So he walks her home and they do kiss at the door and she's into it and right. he pulls away. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to let you go to bed now." And she's like dazed, mm-hmm. which like val- valid and understandable. And he's like, "You go to bed now. Lock that door. I want to hear it lock." And I'm not leaving until I do. And uh-huh. so they do. And he walks away. Like, he stopped it because she put the boundary in place. And, like, how many of us have been there? We're, and like, even in the heat of the moment. going to climb him like a tree after that kiss. He fucking pulled back. Yeah. Oh, I know. what a king. God. Wow. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, he's so yeah. wonderful. So now, now they're the going to this away game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they have to go into the manager's office or she gets called into the manager's office and he's sitting there and she's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck balls. Because she's under the impression that the owner, Nate Kattenberger, doesn't like his employees being in relationships with each other. He, Which, like, she for good thinks, reason, he is a possessive little dog peeing all over Becca anytime she's yeah. talking to another fucking man. Yeah. So, like, of course she's going to be like, Nate just doesn't like like that. They think it's a universal opinion. It's Which, like, not. What a it's fucking just joke. <laughs> Look at Leo and Georgia. Yeah. Like, dude. Right? But, like, hey, I get it. I have anxiety, too, Ari. No, I it's hear fine. that. Like, I Absolutely. would autom- Like, well, it's okay for everybody else, but obviously. But super I'm not, not me. To- <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. me. Yeah. So anyway, she's like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. But instead, he slides over an envelope to her and inside is a picture is like a paparazzi picture of her and and him kissing on her doorstep from the night before. That's the creepiest fucking thing in the entire world. Yes. And so Hugh, the manager, is like. He brought it to my attention and like we take these things very seriously and I just want you to know that you have the full weight of the organization behind you. We're going to get our security teams on it. We're going to get you a panic button. We're like going to do all well, the things to keep you no, safe. She doesn't have all of that yet. Oh, OK. But they do say that they're willing to do that. But like they haven't gotten to that because she's still anxious. She never wanted the team to know about any of this. Right. Because she doesn't want it to affect anything. And so now she's even more anxious about it all. And so she doesn't want anything from them. Right. She hasn't come to them for help with anything. It hasn't escalated to a point. Just a unilateral decision. They were like, no, this is what we do for our employees. Period. The Well, end. yeah. So she gets it later. She oh, is okay. later, but she hasn't gotten it yet. Well, they don't they don't hand it to her, but that's the plan. That's the plan they tell her out loud. And she's like, I really oh, I don't think it's necessary. It and he's like, No, it's all necessary. We're just, you know, mm-hmm. this is just what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say then, anything about him though, right? Not yet. Because she's we really don't know fucking any, mad at him. Yeah, cause she because she thinks that he, he said, brought it to the team. Right. Hugh said he brought it to my attention. And she's like, Mm -hmm. how dare he do that without my permission? Like, I told him how important it was. So then uh, later that night, by the way, you don't know this listener unless you've read the first book in this series. But Uh, uh, part of the way that Georgia and Leo got together is that Becca, as uh the manager, kept giving them adjoining hotel rooms. And Mm -hmm. guess what? Becca's working her magic again because Patrick and... Ari have adjoining rooms and he cannot connects connecting rooms y'all and she opens the door and she's basically like fuck you Fucking for bringing pissed. that to them and then we we find out that he didn't so they it was delivered to him in an unmarked envelope and automatically the security team opens that first right. before they ever give it to the player which is how it was brought to their attention yeah and then she's like, so, oh, uh-huh. well, it looks like I am no longer mad at you and I mm-hmm. don't really know how to handle this. And he like he crowds her a little bit and he's like, I would never have brought that to them without first talking to you. And then they're mm-hmm. close enough that he can see her melt. And so then he does kiss her. And then he's like, <laughs> you seem really tense. I think I should play massage therapist tonight and you should get uh-huh. taken care of. 
And she's uh-huh. like, wait a second, is that a prelude to something else? And he goes, is that a deal breaker? Oh, uh-huh. and she's like, probably not. <laughs> she's like, depends. How skillful is your massage? massage technique and he says for a guy who doesn't like to touch people i'd say i'm pretty decent and she says what the hell am i going to do with you and he says i'm gonna let you find out (gasps) and then she does get down and And lays down on that massage table and then he gives her a really fucking good massage yeah it's like definitely like heated but it's a it's good a massage. It's a sensual massage. And like he tweaks Shh. the nipple a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And like all of these things. Or whatever. And he keeps he keeps saying like, how is this miss? Oh yeah. How is this How's the miss? pressure? Do you have any pain? Do you like that? He keeps quoting her mm-hmm. from when she massages him and he keeps calling her miss. And that's very important because of another quote from later in, that I'm a, yes. we'll share shortly. Would like that. Uh-huh. And so he, like, at one point, like, spreads her legs, and he's, like, massaging her ass and letting uh-huh. his thumbs, like, play along her folds. Uh-huh. And she's wet, and it's Obviously. hot. And then she hears his pants unzip and a condom open. Yes. And then he keeps massaging her, and then he slowly drags her to the end of the table. By the towel that's underneath her. Uh-huh. He drags the towel she's laying on. Mm-hmm. And then... He leans over her. Well, no. So oh then he God, just tell listener everything. He pe- so he, he just picks up her, her. hips mm-hmm. and penetrates her. Mm-hmm. And then he leans forward and with his mouth hovering over her ear, he says, "I'm going to fuck you, miss. Nice and deep." Oh my god! And she's like, "Yeah, yes." And yeah. he's like, "Like this." And then he gives his hips a slow roll, and then he does go to pound town, and he was. It is so it is hot massage table sex, everyone. And like Serena Bowen. Ma'am. Serena Bowen, I've never been disappointed in a book that Serena Bowen has written. You know no. what I mean? Like every sex scene that I've ever written by or read written. Wow. I wish. Yeah. <sighs> Wow. And then they stop having sex and they curl up in bed together and she basically lays down the line. She's like, we can't date. We're not together. Yeah. He's like, but we could and, be. She's like, no, she's we like, can't. We work my together. My life is a mess. Uh-huh. I need to get my shit together. And then he tells her that he really likes her, and he's never told that to somebody before. He says, guess how many times I've told a woman that I like her? And she says, I don't know how many. He's like, one. And she goes, one other time? And he goes, no. This time. One including this time. <laughs> sleep in each other's arms yeah oh it's wonderful and then we're just gonna scoot along we gotta motor a bit we got, well yeah but i will say that because because this comes up yes um he does ask his hockey buds <gasps> the 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 day after breakfast is one of the advice, cutest things because he's happens. trying to get advice on how to woo her because he's never wooed a lady before he looks and at the guy from the first book and he, who he calls college boy and he's like hey how do you get a girl to date you if she doesn't want to date you <laughs> and then he makes everybody write down a suggestion well, so- on Yes. There's something really important for me to share later, so I have to give some context to this real Please. quick. Odul is the team captain. Yes. By the way, I don't know if we've said that, but he gives out something called parking tickets when people do something. 
and the, the parking tickets are like if they do something douchey or just kind of really it just O'Doul's whim. And they it's he's like, OK, punishment. Yeah, but it's also at a whim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's, in this it's O'Doul's scene, etiquette. <laughs> yeah. He says, all right, Jimbo, which is their 19 year old assistant. And he's adorable. He's their roadie. Uh-huh. Oh. He says to everybody, he says, okay, Jimbo, pass out parking tickets to everybody, and everybody writes down a suggestion. If it sucks, yo, $20 to the kitty. And the kitty, at the end of the year, they donate to some kind of charity of Women's some sort. Last year, last year, they raised over $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gets a bunch of advice from people, and like half of them, he's like, what the fuck? This one is terrible. One of them is like edible underwear. Yeah. Another one, like, and then some are like, get her her favorite treat from a bakery. Yeah. Like, like buy her shoes. And it's so cute because everybody's like chiming in and like commenting on things. And it's just Mm -hmm. so funny. And he realizes like, oh my God. Okay. And at the very end, the last suggestion is get her birth, uh, birthstone earrings. They're not only pretty, but they also show her that you've been paying attention. And he's like, hey, there's no there's no name on this. Who who is uh-huh. this one? And Jimbo's like, me. me. And then he's like, aren't you like 19? And he's like, yes. And then somebody in the crowd just yells, Jimbo for president. <laughs> it was one of my favorite things. These goofballs. These lovable love goofballs. They're oh so my cute. God. Oh, God. <laughs> so then Hugh does give... Ari the panic button mm-hmm. and explains what happens if she hits it and it notifies Becca, the police. It also goes to Patrick. If she's okay with that, it notifies the entire bruiser security team. Yep. Like it's a whole thing. And Patrick specifically like requested to be notified because he lives so close to her that like yeah. he thinks he could That's run over the there. Reason. That's the reason he gave That's you and I'm sticking to the party line. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, God. But one of the suggestions given to him is get her a book, which, like, great suggestion. Great suggestion. And so he, for his next massage therapy appointment, gets all the massage and all those things, and then he leaves, and when she picks up the pillow, there's a book called Yoga Cats underneath the pillow. Yoga Cats! And it's a bunch of cats in yoga positions! (laughs) And she loves it! (laughs) Yes! Obviously! And she's like, oh, my gosh, that was so thoughtful of him. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. And then now what happens? Uh, so she ends up she asks him to help her home after work again. And he they just end up going back to his ho- back to his house instead. And she gives him a massage because he took a really bad knock. Yeah. And then he it's just super cute. They end up not having sex that night, but they do they wake up the next sleep. morning. And they're a little horny town, and then they yes. have some behind the between the thigh action, yes. which is always a plus. And then they have tantric sex. Yeah, she's like, "If we're doing this, we're doing it my way." And he's like, "Show mm-hmm. me." And it was hot. hot. And then it was so cute because she paused. They're both horny as fuck now, and she says to him, "You're very patient with me, but I don't want to be patient anymore." And he says, "Enough On your of back, your way," sweetheart. with a. With a grin? Oh, yeah. No, no. Sorry, sorry. And she says yes. And he says, on your back, girly. And oh, then he girly. does take her to pound down. <laughs> well, and it was the best because this is from her perspective. And right before she says, like, you've been patient, but I don't want to be patient anymore. In her inner monologue, it's like, this was a challenge for him. 
at first, but like now that's yeah, a challenge for me. Oh! Yeah. Oh my god, it's so. So good. after after sex, he does ask her to dinner again. She says no. Yeah. And then he is like, wait, she keeps talking about how much she doesn't like to see me fight and hurting. And so right. he asks her that. And she says, yeah, she, he says, do you not want to go to dinner with me because I get knocked around a lot? Mm-hmm. And she says that she'll go to dinner with him on one condition. Mm-hmm. And the condition is to tell her why he doesn't like to be touched. And he's like, it's not a pretty story. And she says, it's your call. So he does not tell her at this point. And so she goes to shower and she showers alone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't follow her. I'm just a stab in the heart. Mm. So then yeah. she has like a good day, um, but he gets approached by Nate. And Nate is like, look at these trend boys I have on this chart. What does it show you? And the answer is that hockey teams win when more players are healthy than not healthy. And Which so he's like, like, that tracks. Yeah, that makes fucking sense. So he's like, what we need you to do is stay healthy. And the best way for you to do that is to give up some of your fights. And so there's a yeah. new kid. Start who teaching like, Crikey. Yeah, Crikey wants to fight. And he's like, uh-huh. but Crikey's like young and he could get the ball sack kicked out of him. And mm-hmm. Nate's like, well, that's why you train him up and you do whatever. And then finally he's well, like, okay, fine. And Nate brings out, he's like, in 15 years, fighting is going to be gone from the NHL. The Canadian, yeah. this just made me laugh. This made his, it so like, cute. His convincing. The Canadian juniors teams are already leaning away from it. Concussion research will condemn it. If you step back now, it's not a failure. You're just trendy. This is Brooklyn. Be a hipster. More yoga. Fewer stitches. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it's cute. It's so funny. So he, that afternoon, starts training Crikey. And she needs to find the, the next guy well, on her list. Important thing. Yeah. Before that. She gets pulled into the police station, and it turns out there's a canceled right. check for $9,000 with her name on it. We never find out what that is, actually. I'm pretty sure it was running away money. I think he was trying to pull money so that he could get the fuck out of town, because we don't know what's going on with Dude Bro at this point. Out of a bank account Vince. she's never seen before? I think that he was hiding money, and he was trying to get that out to go on the lam. Because at this point, he's running away. We haven't heard from him or seen him in for a while. And we find out later that he is on the run from Mm -hmm. some people that he fucked over. And Well, yeah, because she's gotten a restraining order on him, but the process mm -hmm. server can't find him. So he hasn't Mm -hmm. been served yet. Yeah, so I guess he took out a bank account in her name. But this puts her in it. Yeah, but this puts her, like, in deep shit because now her name and social security number are involved in his criminal case. Mm -hmm. And she has to now prove that she didn't open that bank account. Yeah. So it's a whole fucked up deal. She has to get a lawyer for more hours. She's stressed about that, thinking about, like, maybe I'll take up some, you know, private massage times Mm -hmm. to try and make up the income. But then she has to go find that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she overhears him telling crikey how he learned to fight and this isn't in front of like the entire team the whole team's like yeah get him because they're watching the training and so he tells crikey and the entire room like i was 10 and the kids the older kids who lived at my group home wouldn't stop stealing from me and beating the shit out of me and i wanted to keep like some of my food so he started hanging out right outside of the windows of a boxing gym close to where the group home was 
And this 10-year-old started, like, shadow boxing on the sidewalk, trying to, like, pick up tips from the outside. And so eventually, the owner invited him in, and all these big guys thought it was hilarious. And they were like, oh, yeah, when's your next fight? What are you training for? And he was like, well, to eat. every every day at breakfast and every day at dinner, but the big kids can't steal my food at school because that that's at school but also on the weekends. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck. So they start training him and like they just put little tiny training equipment on him. And like mm-hmm. a lot of times he's in the ring, but and other times. They teach him to fight. Yeah, that's really cute. So then we zippy zap. No, there's more to that story that was important to well, me. We I'm don't sorry. learn about it. Oh, we don't know. That's not in this point. We mm. actually learn less than you already shared. No, you're totally right. Sorry. So. Later that night, we zippy zap. She gets a call from an unknown number, and it's Vince. And he's telling her, leave the house for 15 minutes. Leave the door unlocked. Mm -hmm. I have to come in and get something that I left. It's really important. I fucking need it. And she's like, dude, where the fuck are you? I need you to sign a restraining order. And he's like, leave it on the table, and I'll fucking sign it. I just need this thing. And she's like, fuck that. Your boyfriend's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And she says, fuck that. Hangs up and then leaves. She's going to Becca's house or Georgie's ha- George's house. It doesn't really matter because what ends up happening is all three of them, all of the guys are in George's apartment and mm-hmm. all three of them go freaking steal Patrick's apartment because uh-huh. they all live in the same building and they're like, we need your apartment. Get out. And he's like, whoa, I'm not leaving unless you give me a margarita, too. So they make margaritas. He sits down, gets the gist of everything. Mm-hmm. And this quote just made me laugh because he's like, who says I'm leaving? You can stay, Becca offered. But everyone who stays is having his or her toenails painted. Hmm. <laughs> That's not really my scene. Exactly. And then he says, you'd better have four glasses out over there, though. I'm not leaving until someone gives me a margarita. Uh-huh. Fair enough. I guess you can have a drink since we invaded your home and everything. She guesses. He (laughs) muttered. He muttered. (laughs) (laughs) So then he does go hang out with them, though, after he gets the scoop on what's been going on. Yeah. And when he gets back, they're hammer town. (laughs) Hammer town. (laughs) Because, and this is such a fucking mood, they ran out of margarita mix, so Uh they just started taking shots of tequila. Oh my God. Who of us has, who of us that drinks occasionally Mm -hmm. has not been there? You know, like, so he gets back. Georgia and Becca make their way back down the hallway to Georgia's house or apartment. Mm -hmm. And then he takes care of her and puts her to bed. And this made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Reaching because he says, well, not that part. He says, please don't fall down and hit your head. And she says, you do sometimes and they pay you for it. (laughs) And he's like, fuck. She's out arguing me even when she's drunk. Women. That's very cute. And this is when we get the full story. Yeah. Fuck. And it's like, like, yeah, go for it, share. He tells her that the Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning for parental homicide. Um, He tells her the reason he was in the group home in the first place was because... He watched his dad shoot his mom, and then his dad went to prison for it. So he ended up in the system 
But like a lot of foster families, you know, weren't as stable as they needed to be. So he ended up in this group home. He got in that situation. He ends up at the boxing gym. And then after he's been there for a bit, the owner hired him like, you know, he'd get, he'd throw him a couple, a couple of dollars because mm-hmm. like, he's 14. He's yeah. Underage. Yeah. Like cleaning up or, you know, putting stuff away or whatever. And then finally, when he's around 14, he tells the guys that he really wants to try hockey, but he can't because he doesn't have any skates. And then the next day, they tried to convince him that, like, it was just one of their, like, leftover hockey skates. Used pair of skates. And he's like, but "But they were brand new. new, And they were also child size, everyone. It's so cute. It's so cute. And, Mm -hmm. God, it just, fuck, dude. It made me so happy and so sad, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, and that's because, how she feels too. Like straight up, whenever I read about like scenes like that, yeah, all I can think about, and this is just so sad, but like all I can think about is all the kids who don't yeah, get that. Who don't find some sort of support. S- support. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So then Ari does finally go to the team because she's like, all right, I need a private investigator because I need somebody to find this bitch. I like fuck this noise. Whatever he needs is very scary. Could be anything Mm -hmm. that he has left in my apartment. Because we have no idea. Then we zippy zap to Ari and Odul having a conversation because they're in adjoining rooms again where she tells him, I don't need a boyfriend right now. I'm a mess. Like my life is a mess. I need a friend. Because... He gets her a birthstone necklace pendant because he thinks it'll look totally good on the type. silver chain she always wears. It's exactly oh. her style. It's very like earthy instead of glitzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of my man. That's when I figured out that Michael is an impeccable gift giver. Gift giver because we went to a we went to a farmer's market. And there was like a particular necklace I had been looking at and it was just like wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. But he wanted to get me something later and they didn't have that like on their online store or whatever. So Mm -hmm. he got something at the same store and it was just like perfect. They were the perfect pair of earrings. They were perfect. And it was that exact same like they're earthy and a little funky Mm -hmm. and like cool and very my style it was great anyway so she does tell him basically i don't need a boyfriend right now i need a friend and he tells her that he cares about her too much to say no and then i do have another quote please because it just is beautiful and she says i am so sorry and he says don't be sorry i'm a big boy but can you do me a favor and she says what and he says keep the pendant unless you don't like it and she says, I love it. I love it. And he says, then wear it sometimes and remember that your birthday is coming because by the time August rolls around, I'm getting a whole lot of the bullshit and your life will be finished. You'll be out to dinner with your girlfriends and thinking, hell, that you're sucked, but things are looking up. Yeah. And I just, all of her boundaries, like, because yeah. after this, he wants nothing more than to kiss her. They can't, he and, won't. But he won't. And he just kisses her forehead and like, gives her a hug and goes back to his room. Yeah. And uh, in his inner monologue, he keeps on saying things like, even though she didn't want everything he wanted to give her, Mm -hmm. he couldn't say no to being her friend. And, you know, that was, that was going to be, 
And to her, he keeps he on saying... He didn't go bitch to his friends about getting friend-zoned, ultimately. No. Which is, like, such a low fucking bar. But, like, yeah. it's also such a high fucking bar. Yeah. But also to her, he keeps on saying things like, I'll take you in any form I can get you. Mm-hmm. And he really means that. And then... So then they go down well, and to so, dinner. Like, I could see I could see some yeah. people reading this book and having an issue with the fact that he does keep essentially pursuing her because he thinks that they're going to be really good together. Right. Like he doesn't stop, but he chills out a little bit. But he like so, for example, right after this, he does go have a conversation with the boys. And yeah. now they figured out that it's her because right. of the necklace. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a birthstone. Uh-huh. Interesting <laughs> that he gave that yes. to you. And then they're and like, they hey, have, what's going this on? This is the coffee. This is the coffee, yes. Conversation. He goes, he goes, well, she just told me in no uncertain terms, like, it's not happening. Are you, are you, you I'm ready? ready. I quoted, I have the quote for you. I am ready. Of that conversation. Because Leo brings up the good point of women make different decisions differently. Yeah. Like, so it's relax, like, be chill. And Odul is like, so he's like, oh, Leo's example is, how do you buy a coffee maker? And Abdul was like, I point to one that looks good. Then I just buy it. He's like, exactly. And she, he's like, so what does that have to do with Ari? Uh, maybe she already found the model she wants, but she has to walk out of the store one time just to be sure she makes she knows her own mind. Odul grunted. I don't know. If I walk in to buy a coffee maker, I'm leaving with a coffee maker. And he's like, that's my point. You're leaving with a coffee maker because you have a dick. And then Castro says, wait, (laughs) who left his dick in the coffee maker? And Odul says, check, please. It's yeah, best. and then like it, it is very clear that that's what's happening. Like Arya is questioning herself, right? She so she because we talked about him. this earlier, she doesn't trust her own judgment. Yes, is the biggest issue here because she's like talking to the girls about it, and she's like, "I just like I like him, but I just I can't." And then later, Odul asks Arya during one of the massages, he's like, "So like, how would you mm. buy a coffee maker?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'd buy anyone that worked." And like, mm-hmm. it, all it does is make. Pour water through grinds. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Also, that's and not th- true, but okay, uh-huh. Ari. But then... Yeah. Before the cute thing, um, Odul does get called into Hughes's office. Yep. Because a reporter is saying that she has a picture of Odul doing a drug deal in a nightclub. And before he says anything, he says, I need to talk to my agent. And Hughes is like, are you shitting me right now? Like, I'm trying to help you. But he can't mm-hmm. trust him because ultimately Hughes's responsibility is to the team and to Nate. Mm-hmm. And he's been hung out to dry way too many times by authority figures mm-hmm. to trust that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I got to go talk to my agent. He goes home. He turns off his cat phone. He puts it in the bathroom. Fair. The more Super you smart. learn about the cat phones, like the more you're like, I can't believe he did not put that thing in a fucking metal box and temporarily uh, drop it into the fucking Hudson. No, really. <laughs> like Nate is big brother. Oh, in yeah. Always like the cat. phone oh, yeah. is Always listening. So he turns it off, takes it to the bathroom, turns on the water and then like leaves the room, goes to the other side of his Grand Central Station apartment to use the landline and talk to his agent. And the agent is like, you know, working through it with him. And he says, my gut tells oh my me God. that Hughes 
wants to help me. And the agent's like, okay, but you know that the only person you can trust for absolutely sure is me because our interests are perfectly aligned. I don't make money if you don't make money. But he's also like, and like, can you not make drug deals in clubs? In nightclubs? If you need something, you tell me and I find somebody to get it to you. And he's like, holy God, nope, this is not where I want this to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be a criminal anymore. It was the one time. And the agent is like, one time? You have the worst luck. Yeah. <laughs> so and anyway, then it's super awky awk the next day yeah. because it's during yoga. The management is not there like they usually are. The mm-hmm. fucking whole team is fucking dead silent. And we find out... Be- it's because uh everybody's Vince, seen the article there's an article out there about mm-hmm. how odul is addicted to pills and vince texts her <sighs> and he's like your boyfriend got it and if you don't let me into your apartment i've got video and i can make it look like the whole team is using mm-hmm. so like get your shit together so then and we're just going to motor a little bit because yeah. like this is we're in a fucking speed run all the way to the very end yeah. at this point because he so she goes to Odul and confronts him or she doesn't confront him. She's like, oh, my God, she I'm so him. sorry that you got pulled into this. I know it's because Vince is a fucking lunatic and he's trying it's to a vendetta. like, like uh huh. And all those things. And Odul basically is like, I am the man in that picture. I can't talk about this and she's like wait you wouldn't you'd only not be able to talk about it if you did it and he's very silent and she's like and he's like oh he's like God. all i can fuck all i can tell you is that i'm the one in that picture yeah i can't say anything more than that and then she immediately spirals and she's like oh my god the only reason you've been hanging out with me is to make sure that vince hadn't like wasn't oh no it's because you were entangled with vince already and mm-hmm. he's like, you've known who he was from that very first fucking day. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. And he's really upset because she he's like, well, it's nice to know that's what you think of me. Yeah, that's like, all the faith you have in me. Uh-huh. It's really sad. And then they just kind of fuck off. Yeah. And then <gasps> guess what? Shit's about to hit the fan for real. Ari gets home. Vince calls her. He says, I have a video. Sends her the video. She watches the video and it is very obvious. Like you cannot necessarily Looks tell what's in that bag, but like it's he's guilty. And like it would be so easy to spend that in the media. And like he is guilty. So and like, he is. Yeah. So then Vince is like, I need to get in the house because I have a gun hiding in there and I need <laughs> that gun. And she's like, what the fuck? But she says, she what did you do? In. And he says mm-hmm. nothing. And I want to make sure it stays that way. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so okay. She lets him in. He's looking rough. Yeah. And they go upstairs, move the bed, grab the gun. And then she hears Patrick holler from outside, man on, <gasps> or whatever he says. And man then on. she hears footsteps coming up the stairs. She goes and hides in the bathroom. Without her and panic then she button. Hears, God damn mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. And she tries to climb through the bathroom window, but it's Mm -hmm. stuck. And then it makes a loud noise. She sees Patrick coming up the fire escape. Now, whatever. Now the person in there, the window. Yeah. And he's like, who's in there? And he cocks his gun. He's trying to rattle the door. And she's like, oh, my God. 
Patrick finally gets the window up and pulls her pulls out her of it. Pulls her out. She mm-hmm. goes diving toward the um, fire escape, and he gets mm-hmm. her down to the ground, and then he sees a restaurant across the street, and he's like, go, run. So they both run over there. And she hears a gunshot in her apartment. And a scream. And a scream. And she mm-hmm. she recognizes the scream, but she can't even think about it. Uh-huh. So they get there, call 911. Becca shows up to take care of Ari and lets her know that Vince got shot in the chest and he's dead. Mm-hmm. Holy Ugh. God. Yeah. So she and then there was a quote, like, his... I won't read the whole thing, but there's a quote oh, yeah. about, like, death and how shocking it is. And, uh-huh. like, you just wake up. Was and it you Vince? Have no idea. Vince woke up this morning. Yeah, and like specifically, like as somebody who survived somebody like that as well, it's like you just don't like anything can happen, and it's horrifying. And then mm-hmm. she just holds Becca and cries, which like fair, yeah. So she ends up taking at solace his at his loft. And he takes care of her. He runs her a bath. He puts her to bed. He gets her and soup. then she confesses to him that she bought him a coffee maker yeah. because he had asked if they were easy to shop for. Oh. So she got him the same one she has. And he's just like, he's like, that is the eyes, sweetest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Heart eyes just life. staring down at to her. Oh. And he's like, he's like, fucking leo like this is not sweetheart this is the best and then zippy zap yeah ari and georgia are chatting about ari and patrick and all of these things and georgia points out you're not doing what you tell all of us to do in yoga like you are judging yourself right now you are judging your relationship with patrick and Mm -hmm. you are judging yourself and your past relationship with vince Mm -hmm. and you always tell us to listen to the emotional response with curiosity not judgment Mm -hmm. and then it was super cute though because i feel this so hard georgia tells her you kill me because you're flawed just like the rest of us. I used to be intimidated mm. by you and all your yoga wisdom. Now I know you're just as nuts as I am. Ugh. And like, I feel that so hard because yeah. there are so many people that I'm intimidated by. And then like, yep. When you peek behind the you, curtain. You're a great fucking example. <gasps> that blows my mind. <laughs> like, I'm ba- so but, like, open about what a mess back, I am. Like, back before you and I became friends, you were still yeah, yeah, like... Yeah put together pod host all yeah. and then you and I started becoming friends and you're still a fucking incredible person and I'm constantly amazed by you hmm. but also I'm like oh oh but you see all the shit <laughs> we are we are you're also a human everybody's you're also got human shit. hell yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. hell yeah and like I've been that person where people are like oh you have shit and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> boy <laughs> let, me, let me let me count the ways welcome uh, behind boy, the howdy. Oh, yeah boy. but i can't believe that there's a curtain at all i'm always startled when i find out there's a curtain <laughs> that's right like open. i am pretty open about the fact that i am a hot hot mess hot mess mm-hmm. hot mess but Capable, anyway but a hot mess oh yeah charming <laughs> but a hot mess hot mess uh-huh so we didn't talk about this earlier in the book but there was a murder in the nightclub turns out that's what the gun was it was vince hiding it from these crime brothers i could as not, insurance don't, e- don't ask me to k- pronounce that name don't fuck with me or i'll i'll turn you in kind of situation yes. 
And so that's why he needed the gun as leverage and all of these things. And then that's just kind of the end of that whole thing. Yeah, Vince. So it's done. The organization does get her like a cleanup crew to make sure that mm-hmm. when she goes back to her house, like her window is fixed. There's no blood anywhere, which was really thoughtful. Like my old boss would not have done that for me. And her mom and her great uncle come up to stay with her for a bit. Who own the townhouse she lives in. Yeah. And he's going to deed it over to her. Yeah. Which is really sweet. Meanwhile, Patrick has to like go on a couple of games and he misses her or something fierce. Mm-hmm. And while they're not really interacting, he does pass the drug test because yes. they do drug test him. Because he only well, took and it he the does one- it voluntarily. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not in his fucking system anymore. No, it was like, ages ago. Yeah. Like he really is the unluckiest. Truly. Like the one fucking time he does a drug deal. Well, the one time he does meth. Like we should <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's true. That. But like that's what he got caught doing is yes. the drug deal. He never got caught doing the drugs. Right. So he does pass the drug test and then he has a good conversation. And this is one of those moments where like it just makes me smile that Nate actually like this is such a good example of Nate actually giving a fuck about his people Mm. is there is not only the doctor that has to tell the team like heads everything. There's also like a fucking doctor on staff. A psychiatrist. Strictly patient client confidentiality yep he doesn't have to tell shit to anybody and they have this whole hypothetical conversation like hypothetically if we uh-huh. had a blah, blah, blah. and it was just really beautiful and then he goes and he gets his whole team together and he's like and the, the hey. fucking coach is like what are you doing with this secret meeting what the fuck are you doing oh do oh duel and he's like he's like Hello? am i your captain still If I Mm -hmm. am, then I need this time to apologize to the guys. And if I'm not, that's fine. But like, if you don't trust me with this, then I shouldn't be your captain because that's Mm -hmm. the kind of relationship we should have. And the coach is like, all right, we'll make it quick because we've got a game to win. He's like, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And he goes in and he's like, hey, guys, officially that shit didn't happen. But unofficially, I need everybody to know that you've got a lot more support. And if you feel like the job is too much with you, yeah, if you feel like the job is too much for you in any kind of way, don't be like me and do the dumb thing. Let me help you do the smart thing. Because I'm so sorry I made y'all look bad. I'm so sorry I made the team look bad. I didn't want any of this. And they're all like, you're still our captain, captain. Mm -hmm. And then they just go kick the soccer ball around and everything's fine. Yeah. It was just really beautiful. And Abdul throws a party in his apartment that night. That's right. And invites the whole fucking team. And it's their first time. And it's just beautiful. It shows that he's letting them in and just embracing. It like one of my favorite (sighs) things is like he's getting stuff together and he says, This is the first time that he's heard like laughter and smack talk echo off of the exposed bricks of his (sighs) apartment. And then he says, like, I realized with Ari that I need more. I want more. I want more connection. Mm -hmm. She did it without even trying. She did it without me really even noticing. But I want more in my life. And one of those things is, like, opening up to the team a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's really, really gorgeous. It's, ah. 
And then she's Mm -hmm. back at the stadium and he stops her at one point and he's like, hey, how do you feel about linguine with clam sauce? She's like, that was one of the recommendations from the boys was was to cook for her. And And it's the one dish he makes. And she goes, well, I'm pretty allergic to shellfish. So no. And he's like, of course you are. And he goes, how do you feel about ice skating? She goes, well, I haven't done Uh it since I was in middle school. Pause. I have a quote. Yes. And he he says, I missed you, Ari. The only reason I spend time with you is because you're important to me. You're everything that I want and everything I need. You already have my heart and I don't want it back. You understand? And then they go and like they go skate together. And it turns out (laughs) she's got moves. Yeah. She can like go on one leg and stuff. She used to be a little professional, or not professional, but like a competitive figure skater. Yeah, and until she didn't want to did it like competition. And then, oh, so he's God. over there, bent over his knees, laughing, and she's like, "Wait, it wasn't that bad." And he, yes, please, read, read, he read, says read, to read. her, "All I do is try to impress you, and it's impossible <laughs> because you're the most impressive person I ever met. I am so screwed." <laughs> It's the best. And then Q, Q what prompts book four. Book four with Nate and Becca because yeah. Becca steps out on the ice. Gets concussed. And this was very reminiscent. Yep. She does I did a not Sabrina. have a Nate. I didn't have. But you um, had a Brianna. I did have a Brianna. Yeah. To come take care of me. And mm-hmm. that's even better. Mm-hmm. But like. Who needs a hot billionaire? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not this guy. To be clear, hot billionaire listener. Do you have a tax deductible ass? <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> but any hoodles. Then they end up after skating, go back to, they go grocery shopping so that they can go have a cooking date. And guess what? Cooking gets put on pause so that they can ha- do the down and dirty. He actually pulls through on the Bryce Quinlan Hunt Athalar yeah! kitchen scene. It's not just he, smelling arousal. He pulls her. He, pulls he goes her pants down, down on her right in that, right on that really, counter. It's more going up because yeah. she's standing. It's great. He's fantastic. On his and then they go into the bedroom, and he pulls out a yoga term on her, and now he's playing yogi. He says, "I want you in balasana, which is mm-hmm. child's pose." Mm-hmm. And she's like. Well, I'm sorry, are you speaking Sanskrit? <laughs> he's like he's like, yeah, it's the only one That's I know though. One I know. Because every time you show it to us, I really want to fuck you. <laughs> and then he gets up to put on a condom and he, he like looks at her and it's he's like, like right she's there. looking over there and he's like, You see anything you like? And she's like, A yogi doesn't fish for compliments. And he says, Never said and I was I was any good at yoga. <laughs> cute it's so cute and then they do sex in child's pose yeah it's hot it's real hot i feel like that only works with the dramatic size difference between them though don't you think i don't know i'm gonna have to do some experimentation but i feel like like as a as a bigger taller lady with a with an ass on her i don't know that this would logistically work for me we're gonna we're gonna figure it out who knows (laughs) Yeah, we'll report back. Yeah. So afterwards, they... We'll report back, too. 
each other to each other <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to if you, but to be clear listener if you want to test it out and then email us Listen. and let us know and like who knows maybe he'll end up in the discord i don't know yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and also, rowdy. very important if you do met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to have a whole new channel added that's like sex position legit or like what? what's the sex, sex scene logistics IRL. question mark? Yeah. Yes. We'll make a- <laughs> anyway, afterwards, they do start cooking again and it's super cute. And she basically tells like he gives her the whole story about the drug situation And she tells him that you can't ever take drugs again Mm -mm. if we're going to be together. And he's like, I never will. He says, that's a really good incentive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even that I needed it. Almost, almost tells him that the other thing holding her back is that she really wants kids. And he has stated explicitly that he never wants to have children. That was the first conversation in the whole book. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she was trying to explain why a child's pose was easier for children. Yep. And she says, do you have kids? And he's like, no, and I never fucking will. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So they but, like, decide that was to. before her. Yeah. You know, he also thought he loved being a loner. Exactly. Things change. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that, like, he didn't change because of her. Right. No. He, he had no idea that this was a thing. And he's already been like, I can understand why my teammates want to go home to their wives and children and yeah. have homes with yards and i get it yeah so they also right. the other agreement is that they're going to be a little secretive she doesn't want this to affect work she doesn't want it to be super out there and not like, secretive people can need to know. be subtle yeah exactly and yeah. <laughs> then they blow that out the fucking water oh the next God. morning they just make out in front of nate and lauren in a bakery a you're bakery. trying to be subtle and you're gonna play tonsil hockey in the fucking lo- bakery most local to the fucking <laughs> arena just get out get off of their nuts sabrina okay, <laughs> okay. so anyway whimsy whimsy yeah, whimsy, whimsy. Well, so, and he's like, hey, I'm sorry, that was my fault. But, like, let's go over and say hi. We shouldn't look guilty about it. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And when they get over there, Queen Lauren, bitch Lauren, book three. Oh, my God. You're going to fucking, I think you're going to like that book. Because it's with the goalie beacon. I'm obs- I'm already obsessed with them. Because he's the ultimate fuck up. Like, it's also a second know. chance. Do you even, do you know? anything about the book all i know is that he got married to his high school sweetheart they had a kid then in the middle of their marriage they thought they were going to get divorced because they were both in love with other people i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. the other person he was in love with was lauren but then she got a big cancer and he didn't want to leave her anymore and so then he spent a year like taking care of her while she died and now he has a 13 year old daughter you're gonna fucking love that book (sighs) ah I'm really excited about it. (laughs) And then Nate, because he doesn't have an issue with his people dating, because he's like, I expect my people to work hard, long hours. If they're not going to fucking meet somebody at work, where the fuck are they going to meet them? So, And on top of that, I want my people to be really, which like, your job shouldn't be your life, Nate. But also, you're supposed, like, I want people who are good at making strong relationships. Mm. And so like, Obviously, that's going to sometimes lead to people ending up together. Mm-hmm. And then Zippy Zappy, we're in the epilogue. And the most important thing in the epilogue <gasps> is that she finally tells him 
But she wants that, kids. Or she thinks about like, it sometimes, she manages to say. And he's like, me too. Yeah. Okay. He says, next time you think about it, I want to hear. You're not going to scare me away. And she's like, are you sure? Is there any sexier phrase in the English language than you're not going to scare me off or scare me away? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes oh. it makes me more nervous, though, because I'm like, still shouldn't get comfortable. Because like, if any, if anybody's oh going to scare a, fucking, a partner away, that's a it's going to be me. He thinks. She thinks. They think. I can't scare him away. It's going to be one half of this podcast. Hold my fucking beer. But to be clear, it's both <laughs> yeah. halves of this podcast, but it's going to be at least one of us. <laughs> like, yeah. And the end. The Amazing. End. What a fucking good book. God, start to finish on every level. This book was so good. Well, and also there's not a like there are I'll put it this way. Sometimes there are chapters in books where I have like one line mm-hmm. of what happened in there, but I never skip a chapter. But there are very few chapters in here because all of my notes are broken up by chapter. And sometimes yep. it's just a line about something that happened and then it'll say, quote, blah 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 that yep. like and describe what the quote is so if i know if i even need because there's a lot of shit that i skip because you motored past it and i yeah. was like we're fucking motoring but i had it there just in case and there's very little like there's very little in this book where it, like it's a jam-packed 324 pages there is nothing unnecessary in this book yeah uh okay well, like the one scene the, 9, 000, the check thing Okay, all right. You all even right. commented on that. I forgot that that doesn't come back later. Yeah, I still don't understand what but happened can, there, but we can deduce. Yeah. And then the yeah. only other thing is, because I didn't read the university series, I was like, I don't know that we need to meet this bitch in Chicago, but like, now I get why. Ooh, Hartley? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a But that's you a love that. That was that's fan a, service. That's a, callback. that's a callback for us. Yeah. Whew. Yes. Oh, love it. And I didn't like not enjoy it. it still served a purpose for this plot too because it talked about yeah. it was a way to show how much of a loner he is and how like foreign mm-hmm. he thinks all of these things are so it yeah. still served a purpose um this book was so good god damn it mm-hmm. delightful wonderful yeah. yeah i'm also a serena bowen fangirl so yeah all right serena what's your lady love my lady love hilariously is rereads. <laughs> I forgot how much I enjoy a reread and knowing like what's coming and what's happened and all of these things. And I'm actually really excited because we have another reread on this reading list for Any me. Any Duchess will do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've read all of Tessa Dare and I'm excited about that. I'm also very excited about the fact that because they're rereads, I did not feel obligated to read the entire series leading up to any of these books. Because oh, any, any Duchess will do is book four, and this is book two. And knowing me, I would have realized that this series was, in fact, affected by a past series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would have just, I would have spiraled, and then I would have been 19 books in, and it would have been a whole thing. But I just, I really, like... As much as I am on record as not being a rereader, sometimes it's just really nice to go back and revisit revisit an old sometimes friend. Sometimes it's a comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's All yours? Right. Mine is the current and newest season of The Bachelor. All right? Okay. A lot of people know 
I am a longtime fan of this series, but I am also not immune to all of the problems there have been with the franchise as a whole in especially recent years. But I'm I'm telling you right now, The Golden Bachelor just happened, and that was one of the feel-goodiest, awesome experiences. And it was pretty clear that there had been major shakeups in the on-site production team because they were they were portraying and like treating the the contestants a lot differently. We were all hoping that that was going to continue for the regular show. Bachelor in Paradise, unfortunately, I think might be a lost cause, and it might also get canceled. We don't know. But this new group of producers is very obviously on the most recent and current season of The Bachelor, season 28, with Joey Girishmaw. Um, He is a dreamboat, and... So far, the contestants are incredibly interesting on the whole. Like, even some of the camera angles are different and fresher. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's been brought into 2024 instead of being, like, the show that was sticking to what it was like in the aughts. So if you have been not feeling The Bachelor for any kind of reason, I think this would be the time to dip a toe back in if you wanted to. Also, the previous season of The Bachelorette, Charity Lawson season, was perfection from start to finish. She is one of, I think, the most iconic Bachelorettes that we've ever, ever, ever seen. The finale, I actually cried. I've never, like, I usually don't get really emotionally impacted but like both her saying goodbye to Joey and the proposal from her current fiance Dotton was like beautiful so I think The Bachelor might be a new show now I think it might be a similar format but a brand new show and that's all I'm saying about that if you're interested okay all right everybody Keeping a badass. And love yourself as much as you love sticking your dick in a coffee maker. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving your dick in a coffee maker. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heavingbosomspodcast. 
You can also find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on TikTok at Heaving underscore Bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our Reading Embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more Swoons and Snark. See you then. Thank <laughs> you.